the only show on the internet that tells it like it is. The only show on the internet that has a meme team. You won't hear what you want. You'll hear what you need. I dare you to watch The Dilly Show Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I'm your host, author, Brendan Dilly. It's my gray hair, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. Pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, support this show. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. That's Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. This is where you're going to go. If you want to contribute, you want to participate, you can see what we're doing. You can see the activism we're involved with. And uh, it's the best way to help us out in those endeavors. And if you love this show, you can also download this show in podcast format by going to bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show, courtesy of magical producer Trevor. Yeah, you screenshot that real quick in case you need it. All right. Good morning. Yeah, we were having some technical difficulties first thing this morning. No matter what I did, the mic wasn't coming through on the the software. So I had to fucking play around with it and uh, remove the mic, remove the video, fucking switch them in the back, and then uh, I got it working. So that's good. And as you probably deduced, it is our very, very uh, special, it's a very special day. It is the beautiful uh, Rahandi, Randy Savage, my wife, Rihanna Dilly. It's her birthday today. And as we do every single year, we start uh, the show with a birthday uh, serenade of Rihanna Dilly, courtesy of my very good friend, California. Happy birthday, Rihanna. I hope you have a good week. So, so much fun spending time with you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Rihanna. Happy birthday. That's right. Thank you, Mike. That was the perfect uh, rendition of Happy Birthday. And uh, I know how much it means to my beautiful wife, Rihanna. And I'm super excited for you guys because it is a, uh, you know, it's a big birthday edition of the Dilly Show. And I love my wife and I'm super proud of her. She's more beautiful now than she was the day I met her. Although she's been hot as fuck ever since. And uh, she has super long hair, which I absolutely love. And a big round butt, which I love. But most of all, she is absolutely hysterical. 
and a ton of fun to hang out with. So happy birthday, babe, and I uh, hope you have a great day. All right. I've got a lot to share with you guys today. It's been a very uh, interesting weekend, fun weekend. South Carolina weekend, ass-kickings galore, uh, laying the smackdown on bird brain Nikki Haley in her home state, pounding it out SRX style, and she stayed in the race because she loves a good pounding. I think she loves it. It's, uh, it's something that she thoroughly enjoys. She enjoys the humiliation. Nikki Haley is, in fact, a fucking masochist, and uh, this is what she's into. So we'll continue to give it to her just the way she likes it. And uh, President Trump winning uh, South Carolina by a, a, uh, a, a fucking 20-point margin despite the fact that Democrats turning out in record numbers to vote for Nikki Haley. What an absurd attempt at gaming the system. What an absolutely retarded attempt at gaming the system. Uh, yeah, let us just do it this way. We're going to send Democrats out to vote for Nikki Haley which won't do a goddamn thing to, to uh, help her win the primary. It didn't do shit. She lost 75% of Republicans voted Trump, and all the other votes that came in were either independents or Democrats for Nikki Haley. A total fraudulent attempt at hijacking a primary. It didn't work, and it was such a shitty attempt that the Koch brothers pulled out of her. That's a first, but they did. It's true. They pulled out of supporting Nikki Haley, and they are no longer giving that hooker any money. So uh, that's nice. That's nice. We're going to talk about it here on this show. Also, shout out to uh, Magical Trevor for his incredible birthday meme for Randy, as well as Nada Boot. Appreciate you guys doing the, the really cool memes for her. I would have said thank you earlier, but I didn't have a fucking microphone. Anyways, thank you guys for doing that. But uh, yeah, we got a big show for you guys today. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, and we've got lots of pictures and videos and different fun stuff for you guys, plus dank memes galore. But first, let's take care of our MAGA commerce. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup. A declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? 
Beard Vip Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound. Brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vip Coffee. Make your mornings great again. That's right. It's damn good coffee with a focus on veteran patriots. Attention all Americans. If you're tired of sacrificing your values for convenience, you don't got to do it anymore. If you're sick of funding companies, they're at that are at war with traditional American family values. You don't have to suffer them any longer. At BeardVet, they're not just another pretend conservative company putting a pew-pew on their packaging to fake align with your principles. No, no, no. We don't just talk the talk. We walk the walk. BeardVet.com. You guys got to check them out. Tons of wonderful flavors to choose from. Tons of great products to choose from. You can also get them in uh, whole bean or ground. You can get K-Cups as well. BeardVet.com. Promo code Dilly is going to get you 10% off. Promo code Dilly for 10% off. BeardVet.com. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars. That's right, mypatriotcigars.com. We actually celebrated the victory in South Carolina on Saturday night. California and I cracked open some Moabs, that's right. We sparked up some Moabs and uh, enjoyed our victory celebration. Promo code Dilly is going to get you 25% off. Promo code Dilly is going to get you 25% off MyPatriotCigars.com. Don't forget, they've also got uh, samplers if you're not really sure. All right? If you're not really sure... You can always go and, and just go, oh, I'm going to get a sampler and try it out. And, uh, yeah, you'll love it. If, and if you already know, you already know. Moabs are the best. I'm telling you right now. It ain't even close. It ain't even fucking close. MyPatriotCigars.com <laughs> Oh, my God. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing? Fuck. Technical difficulties on a Monday right out the gate. I mean, really? Come on. Fucking microphone issues and everything else. Got it all set up now, though. Should be good. Should be good. You guys, Urbanski likes the Mark 48s. Those are pretty good. Um, 
I love the the TNTs, uh, the Mo, Moabs are the, my favorite. Sidewinders are my second favorite. Those ones are pretty dank, though. Like, if you can't handle a really, really strong uh, fucking cigar, don't get the Sidewinders. I like them. I think they're fantastic, but, you know, not everybody likes that. Some people like the Mark 48s are nice and light and easy, easy to smoke. All right, how you guys doing today? What's up, Rumble? Everybody hitting that thumbs up over there? Please do. Thank you, Rumble. Appreciate ya. Yeah. Yeah, Twitch banned me a long time ago. Yep. I see you guys talking about Twitch over there. Yeah, how you guys doing? D-Live, you're having a good day? Everybody, let me pop over here and say hello. Yeah. Yeah, okay. What's up, D-Live? Strong numbers over here. Rumble, what's up with the thumbs up? You guys got it going? Let's go. Woof. All right. Let's check it out, everybody. Okay, we're back to the restream. Um, well, it was a big uh, big weekend, actually. Not just Saturday, but it was a monster weekend for the Dilly 300 and, and the Dilly Meme team. I'm going to start with a couple of things I'm very proud of. Wheels and his team, one of which is uh, her lovely Nicole. Happy birthday, honey. I know you share a birthday with Randy. Also, I got to give a shout out. To C3P Meme and his lovely wife, they are uh, they are celebrating their anniversary today, and uh, she's uh, going through a lot of, uh, sounds like she's got some back issues going on, so honey, I hope you feel better, and uh, C3P Meme, you should know better than to do that on her fucking, her birthday, I'm not, you should have went easier, you fucking stud, anyway, whole point is, happy anniversary, we'll talk about this later. But uh, I do have to say a few things. Uh, Wheels, you're the fucking man. I'm super proud of you. Um, last week in South Carolina, uh, sometime between last week and the week before, we have 160 callers that are making phone banking for Donald Trump. I got to get a new graphic, by the way, because we're out of South Carolina now. But I'll get it. I'll have it done by tomorrow. Hopefully, hey, Brandy, honey, welcome back from your vacation. We missed the shit out of you. Um, can you do the phone banking uh, graphic again? Make the text a little bigger and then put it on a map of the United States now so we don't have to keep doing it per state. That would be super helpful. Thank you. Um, so, Wheels and his team, I don't know what the total figures were, okay? I don't know what the total figures are in South Carolina. But I want you guys to understand the impact these people are having. Wheels and his team, just three of them, three people, made 24,000 phone calls in South Carolina. That's three people. There are 160 Dilly 300 members phone banking for Trump. We, we are the phone banking fucking arm of the campaign. We, we've completely overtaken the standard campaign phone bankers. It's not even close. When you have three people doing 24,000 calls, but there's a total of about 100 to 160 at any given moment doing phone banking. Can you imagine? The numbers were so big. Wheels said that they ran out of phone calls. They, they ran out of phone numbers. The system itself didn't ha couldn't keep up. They ran out of phone numbers to call. Like it went through and they kept going and the whole team is moving like a fucking absolute well-oiled machine which I couldn't be more proud of. And then they get to the fucking um, a time where everybody goes, what's going on? And they're looking at their application and there's no phone numbers left to call. They ran out of fucking phone calls. 
Look at, we've got Teresa in here on the D-Live. She's one of our team members. She did 1,800 calls to Michigan by herself yesterday. The, the Dilly 300 phone banking team is the silent assassin of this campaign season. Are you seeing the fucking numbers? Trump setting records in Iowa, we phone banked. New Hampshire, we phone banked. South Carolina, we phone banked. Nevada, we phone banked. The numbers are escalated because regular everyday Americans who love this country are activated and committed and understand it's do or die. This is what's happening. Setting fucking records is not because, uh, oh, you saw a local YouTube or a commercial on your news or your YouTube. No, what's happening, it's a combination of all of the traditional political media means plus the memes plus Joe Biden plus regular Americans dialing to save the country. That is real, man. That is fucking real. That, that is a huge amount of effort. It is uh, thankless, but not today. Thank you. You guys are killing it. You have no idea. The Dilly Meme team can only do so much. And where we can't go beyond, you pick up the next slack. And I don't know what our impact is right now in this presidential race. I can only tell you that based on what we did in 2023 as a meme team and as a collective and now combining that with this other arm, we are a force to be fucking reckoned with, reckon, uh, you know, reckoned with. Nobody does this. Do you guys understand me? There were a few fucking nerds that decided to pretend they were phone banking the day of the election just to try and clout chase like some fucking losers. And we're used to them doing that. But it ain't the fucking same. Whatever 50 phone calls they made didn't do a goddamn thing. It was the 50 to 100,000 calls you guys probably made. Probably over that, actually, if we're being honest. I'm guessing you guys made well over 100,000 calls. All I know is that nobody had ever got more than 280,000 votes, 290,000 votes in a uh, South Carolina primary before. Ever. 290 was like the record. And that was Donald Trump's record from 2016. And then you fast forward to Saturday night and he collects fucking, what, what was the total vote count? 460,000 or some ungodly number? He doubled his own fucking record. He doubled his record. You never seen that before. A fucking to exceed your record would have been exciting. To double your own record? Are you shitting me? That is legit real activism and this is this is what it looks like when regular Americans have had enough. When they start buying into the idea that, you know what? I'm going to save the country, me personally. I'm going to start dialing and every vote matters. And if I can get a hold of 10,000 people in the next three weeks, I'll do it. And if I can get a hold of 100 people, I'll do it. 451,905. 451,905. You doubled the fucking numbers. Now, we stay under the radar for obvious reasons. We are Trump's online war machine, but we're also... Trump's super, super secret campaign machine. We are a hidden fucking arm. And I don't know how many votes you guys are responsible for, but I'm willing to bet it is a large amount. It wasn't a few. It was enough to make that shit a 20-point victory, and it was enough to double. It was enough to double the fucking, uh, the previous record. So congratulations. Um, every one of you who've decided to get off your ass and actually do something, 
Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. You are fucking making a huge and profound impact in this uh, race. Wheels is crushing it. Everybody is crushing it. And the thing is, is that the, there's a reason that there's not a lot of public discussion about this. When you know what your, your fucking uh, secret weapons are, you kind of let them stay just beneath the fucking, you don't want to tell everyone. And this, uh, this army is only going to grow. We're on to Michigan. I can tell you right now, the Dilly 300 phone bankers are dialing for votes in Michigan right now. They got going yesterday. I talked to Wheels. He confirmed it. They fucking hit the ground running. They want to slaughter Nikki Haley in Michigan. And why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? The Michigan wants to make a fucking statement. And you'll do it. I have no doubt you guys will do it. But all these clout chasing fucking dweebs. Walking around, whoring for pictures, pushing to the front. You guys know who I'm talking about. It's the usual fucking suspects. Bunch of fucking uh, glorified mascots who come and show up at every, every event. They don't do a goddamn thing between events. And then they show up at the event, push their way to the front, and get pictures and shit. And that's okay. That's okay. The real fucking heroes of this uh, primary so far have been you guys. The phone bankers and the Dilly 300 and the Dilly meme team. Not me, it's you guys. It's the fucking phone bankers and it's the meme team who sits and you, you dedicate hours and hours sacrificing to make phone calls or make uh, creative content for President Trump. And I, I, I appreciate the shit out of it because the results are incredible. They're incredible. So you guys are really doing a hell of a job and, and I feel very fortunate to have all of you in my corner and to see you guys uh, working as a team. It's, it's a big deal. So let's get into South Carolina a little bit. It started with uh, some pretty big things out there. And uh, I guess we could combine. What do you guys think? I think we probably are going to have to combine Dilly in the Wild with some South Carolina pictures. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, a hodgepodge right now. Um, I think that's how I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to have to do South Carolina, Dilly in the Wild. Tell the story. Let's talk about it. All right, and our very first Dilly in the Wild is one that I could not be more excited to share with you. That's because our very own Miguelifornia and his beautiful wife, Mrs. Beatty, they decided they were going to hit the Trump rally on Friday night. And when they got there, it was time to hang out and visit President Donnie J. Trump. Now, Mike has uh, met with President Trump before and taken a picture, but this was Linda's first chance to meet the man, the myth, the legend. And uh, as you guys might imagine, DJT was having a lot of fun with it. He was excited that uh, more Dilly Meme team members had shown up to his rally in South Carolina. And uh, they took this absolutely fantastic picture. Uh, you should be very proud of this one. And uh, just a great, a really great uh, turnout up there. 
They had a lot of fun. I think I've got another picture here. Hold on. Like I said, we're a little, it's a little chaotic. Uh, I might have another picture here. Where's my, I got a good picture. Oh, there it is. We also uh, sent one other Dilly 300 member, very important man, who, um, you know, this probably is not the most accurate depiction of the sign he was holding, but that's okay. But our boy Wheels was also in attendance uh, at this rally. 6,000 plus strong. Many other uh, Dilly members showed up, Dilly 300 people. So I'm very excited for you guys. If I'm missing any of you, it's not personal. I'm just overwhelmed with content today. I got way too much to try and sift through. It's been a little bit chaotic, as you might imagine. Um, I'm still actually gathering pictures and whatnots and trying to get it all organized for you guys. Um, let's see here. All right. Yeah, we'll go with those two. And then, and then obviously on Saturday, it was time for a wrap. It was time for a victory party rather. And, uh, we got to 10 with these beautiful people. We were at the, uh, victory rally in, uh, what was it? Columbia. Columbia, South Carolina is where this party was being held. Our crew showed up ready to rock and roll. The Beatties, the Hoods, Cherry, Lori, and myself and Randy. So, yeah, it was really uh, an exceptional time. We had a ton of fun. And uh, we were ready to get up, get in there and do our damn thing. Um, and it was a good party, I got to tell you. Uh, what made it so fun was... We had a massive crew with us. I don't know how many total people uh, were there with the Dilly Show, but I want to say it was you, it was close to 20, uh, right at 20, or, or maybe even a couple more. But we had about 20 people rolling deep with us. Uh, it was a fantastic turnout. We had a bunch of VIPs. We had a bunch of uh, uh, people I've never got a chance to meet until t uh, Saturday. And I know we were thrilled. One of those couples was uh, this lovely couple. We had so much fun visiting with. And he was there because he phone banked and did a bunch of other great things for President Trump. And many others were there as well. I don't have their, they took pictures. They didn't send them to me yet. So I don't have all the pictures, but these are the ones I was able to grab so far. I was shaking hands and trying to do my best. I was uh, being pulled in about a million different directions, but it was a blast. It really was. It was an absolute blast. And I felt so good about our team. I felt like we were extremely well represented. Uh, we were also able to, to uh, reconnect. The boys were back in town, not able to uh, crash a victory party since Iowa. This time it was a lot easier. That's right. It was myself and Matt Kim and Miguel Fornia together again at a victory party. This time nobody was getting frostbite on their toes. Nobody was freezing to death out in the cold, thank God. And uh, we were able to have a wonderful time at this party. And then we ran into one of our favorite uh, Team Trump superstars. And she, uh, to say she was excited would be an understatement. That was the, uh, that is the very beautiful Caroline Levitt. And she was so excited to meet Randy. She couldn't believe it. Gave her a big hug. Caroline was like, oh my God, it's Randy Savage. Uh, but she was super excited to meet the, uh, quote, Dilly Meme Dame. Got to meet me and Mike. Uh, we had met Caroline, I think, one other time at CPAC a year ago. But it was very brief. And so this was the first time that we actually got to 
spend a couple minutes saying hello to her and, and talking to her. And she was just so, so sweet and so excited. And, uh, and it was neat. She quote tweeted this uh, picture and was like, we love the Dilly meme team, which is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Now, let me tell you who doesn't love the Dilly meme team. That would be this, this woman. And I don't think we're probably going to get an honest shake in her reporting. But I finally had pity and let her speak to me. I gave her a few minutes of my time. That's right. This is a reporter, a reporter from Reuters. Now, if you'll remember, she had been DMing me for months off and on trying to get me to do an interview. And instead, I always screenshotted her DMs and made fun of her in public. Um, finally, she saw me and sprinted over to try and get an interview. And it was, it went about how you'd expect. She has no concept of what I do. She has no concept what my team does. She doesn't really understand how the whole thing is structured. She was trying to pump me for information just simply because I think she wants to try and stop me. But it was pretty goddamn funny. Uh, it was pretty fucking funny. She asked a lot of really dumb questions that she thought were smart, but because she hadn't done her research ahead of time, um, they it just came off as dumb. Mike did record part of this interview, and I will now play that for you. Oh yeah, we're probably we're still making you know memes of Chris Christie. It's funny. It's just, I mean, that's, the bottom line is this country doesn't have any culture right now, and so our attitude is we're filling a cultural gap, and that's where you know whether you drop out of a race or not doesn't matter to us. Once you've crossed the, uh, you said things that you can't unsay, and once you've done things that you can't undo, we're going to keep hammering you, and as long as it's funny and it's entertaining and it gets a million views, we're going to keep publishing those, those, uh, that content, you know, that content. Um, I think if you don't want to be mean, don't be a scumbag. It's not that complicated. It goes to everybody. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You, you can't be a target if you're a good person, you have a legitimately, like, uh, altruistic heart. But as soon as you're a scumbag and you know what you're about, things you need to understand that happened here uh this interview went even longer uh it went about another five minutes um she was completely unprepared um as far as i could tell now i asked her i answered her questions because i was like yeah it's fine uh i think you can tell from my the look on my face i was not impressed um <laughs> this is this is my, this is my, that's a really stupid fucking question look. You see that right there? You see the fucking like, really? Really, that's your question? That's a dumb fucking question. I'm going to answer it, but that's a dumb fucking question. Oh, cool, we got the mascot in the background. Yeah, he was there too. 
Shocking, I know. Anyway, um, another fucking funny thing here. Uh, this lady appeared to have like had some kind of really strong attraction to me. So I don't know how or what she's going to write in here. But it was weird. She was like, I hate you. Give me your penis. It was weird, man. I, it, I haven't had a fucking vibe thrown at me like that in a long time. Uh, just a very uber angry, hateful sexual vibe. It was strange as hell. And, and, and I think the more that I was dismissive, like, oh, yeah, I remember you. The more she was like, God, I hate you. Let me gargle your balls. And I was like, no. Um, so I'm sure she'll butcher the fuck out of the, uh, the interview, which is fine. But you guys also deserve to know there was a funny story around this interview. As we were standing here, okay, as we were standing here and I'm being interviewed, literally like within seconds of this moment you're looking at right here, Miguelifornia was uh, interviewing uh, or, or rather filming and, and videotaping and taking pictures, right? And as he's standing there, a gentleman came over and stood next to him and was listening to my interview. And this went on for probably two minutes, maybe three minutes. And then the gentleman slapped Mac Mike on the back and said, how you doing, buddy? And Mike turned and the, the gentleman who had been sitting there listening to my interview was uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Which I don't even know how to explain this. this is I, I I don't know. I saw him walk over and I kind of glanced like, is that fucking Lindsey Graham? And I didn't say anything. But uh, Lindsey just stood there listening to my interview. And then he like fucking said, "What's up to Mike?" And then he kept going. And we were just like, "Okay, I guess Lindsey Graham was curious about our interview." I don't know. It was fucking weird, man. I don't know, dude. It's uh, it's like moths to a flame now when we go to these events. The media does a beeline for yours truly. Um, and it wasn't done there. We had a lot of fun. My very good friend, Daniel Baldwin, from, uh, was it, OANN, he was also there. And I don't know if he published his uh, interview with me yet. We did a nice little interview as well. Had a lot of fun with it. Mike was taking some video. Let's see if I can find that video for you guys. You get a kick out of it. If I can find it. Hold on. I've got it somewhere around here. Oh, there it is. There's the video. Yeah, he did. We were doing our little chitty chat. Mike was panning around. Here, I'll loop it so you guys can see it. It's just a good time. Fun times. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, so thank you, Miguelifornia, for capturing those moments. Very fun stuff. Uh, did a nice little interview up there with Daniel. Had a good conversation with him, as you might expect. And then uh, I was, uh, you can see kind of in that other picture here. Let me see if I could show it to you guys. You can see there's a gentleman standing next to me, and he's like, I like this guy's answers. I want to I wanna do an interview with him. I wonder if he'll do an interview with me. And uh, obviously I will. Uh, but I turned, and then it was a gentleman. I think his name is David. And he's from Real America's Voice. And this one aired live. I know many of you have messaged me and said you saw me on Real America's Voice. So then I did an interview with him. Yeah. So it was pretty fun. It was like, okay, I uh, did one, did the next one. Uh, and then the Reuters chick was obviously like, oh, my God, give me your penis and some answers. And I was like, no. 
You can have some answers, but that's it. You're not getting any penis. You just leave me alone, lady. Um, but it's fine. I understand. She was super horny. Um, but she did the interview. It was fun. And uh, we had a good giggle about the fact that she even wanted it. The interview, that is. Meanwhile, while they were, uh, while I was doing interviews and schmoozing and Miguel California was uh, also doing the same thing while also doing cameraman work, the girls uh, were having a blast with Matt Kim's wife and daughter. Yeah, it was a good time. Oh my God, Joa. She's the cutest baby on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so this was uh easily the cutest thing in the history of mankind uh joe was super super excited she was wearing her trump 2024 dress and uh an outfit and uh we had a blast she, we were playing with her we were interrupting president trump's speech playing with joe it was great i regret nothing um <laughs> she was adorable and we just had a lot of fun and and Matt and his wife are obviously, they're wonderful people. And uh, we, were, we were honored to have them in our group, hanging out and visiting. And, and uh, I consider them very good friends. I actually believe that Matt and I are going to be doing, you're going to love this, you guys. Uh, Matt and I are planning on doing a um, Tuesday night, Super Tuesday live broadcast. Um, yeah, so I don't know if Matt's announced it yet, but he and I agreed on it. I said, I'm done. I'm in, dude. So it looks tentatively, we are doing a Tuesday night, Super Tuesday election results broadcast. I'll be doing it from his studio uh, down there and uh, near Atlanta. And we're going to go and we're going to just broadcast and it's going to be fucking fun. We're going to have all the results on the on uh, Matt's uh, in his studio on the boards behind us. Um, so Randy may even come with us. She said she might be interested. She was like, can I pop over? So we may bring, I may bring the beautiful Randy and have her kind of hanging out as well. Uh, we're going to do a Super Tuesday special, though. And uh, and I know you guys love watching Nikki Haley get pounded. You're going to get to watch her get pounded in, like, multiple different states, which is just, like, a lot of fun, right? Like, that's just a ton of fun. Um, okay, we're not quite done yet. We've got more uh, photos for you guys. Obviously, once you're done... Kicking the ass out of Nikki Haley, which uh, which it was. It was just, it was the ultimate just pounding. Um, people were asking, you know, what's going to be, how long before they call this race? I told them I believed it would be a few minutes. I said less than 10 minutes. And, uh, and I was wrong because it was less than one minute and we all were laughing hysterically. The polls closed and one minute later... One minute. Anticlimactic. Uh, didn't have to wait some extended period of time. It was just uh, one one minute. One minute after. One minute after the uh, the polls closed, they're like Nikki Haley lost. She sucks, which was fucking funny. Okay, I'm sorry, but if you lose in one goddamn minute, you're a fucking loser, dude. Like that is 
one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen in the history of politics. Uh, President Trump posting up a graph that shows she only won three counties of which they're all super Democrat strongholds. And, uh, you know, it's just pathetic. It's just fucking pathetic. And um, we had a good laugh about this. I mean, that was just funny. And, and obviously, once DJT wins and you win in one minute, you do what any reasonable person would do. You celebrate some more and dance with a baby. So that's what the team did. They were having a good old time dancing with the babbies and having a blast. And like I said, it was just that kind of a vibe. Uh, the energy was through the roof. Uh, we were ce- we were celebrating like crazy. President Trump, obviously, getting it done. Uh, embarrassingly, uh, you know, embarrassing as shit for Nikki Haley. Uh, this is a bad performance by any measurement. Uh, she did terrible. She got s- trounced by by uh, Trump despite having a huge Democrat turnout, and she lost seventy five percent of Republican voters. So, I mean, what a what a dumbass. Anyway. Here you go. Here's that Rob Kornacki guy. Between after tonight, going through Super Tuesday, there are going to be a thousand delegates rewarded, uh, awarded on the Republican side. Seventy percent, 700 of those 1000 delegates are in states that are either winner take all. You get 50 percent plus one of the vote. You get all the delegates or they're functionally winner take all where it's a system like South Carolina's with some at large, some congressional district. But all you have to do anywhere is get that simple 50 percent plus one majority and you get all the delegates. And, and on top of that, for Haley, a lot of those primaries are closed or they're limited. And you know, California is the perfect example. It's the mother load of delegates on March 5th. There are 169 delegates in California. It's a very liberal Democratic state, but on the, it's a Republican primary and it's closed. Republicans only. And it's winner take all for a majority. So if Trump gets 50% plus one in California, he gets all of the delegates. Right. In Texas, 161 delegates. It's a system like this. He doesn't even have to win by much to get all 160 one of the lion's share. So again, this just tells you what's coming likely for Haley here. So we're, we're coming up against the bottom of the hour. She's going to keep getting fucked in front of America. It is 7 p.m. here on the East Coast and the polls are officially closed in the state of South Carolina. Good evening. I'm Brett Baer. And good evening, everybody. I'm Martha McCallum, live here at Fox News headquarters in New York for our special coverage of the South Carolina Republican primary. And the Fox News decision desk can now project that former President Donald Trump will win the state's GOP primary. (laughs) Trump now has three times as many delegates as former Governor Nikki Haley. And then with these tonight, he could add up to 50 more. Not a lot of suspense tonight. Uh, not a lot. Haley could not convert her hometown advantage into a win. She not a lot of suspense. This week. She was not <laughs> dropping out of the race. South Carolina is the last of the early states with a significant number of delegates at the start. <laughs> not a lot of suspense. Let me just, let, let's explain how little suspense there was. You started your election night coverage. You were like, this is decision 2024. And then 12 seconds later, you're like, Trump won. Wow. That is really something. This was a little sooner than we anticipated. An even bigger win than we anticipated. And I was just informed that we got double the number of votes that has ever been received in the great state of South Carolina. So... 
That's pretty good. So it's a record time soon. That's right. It was a record times two DJT. And uh, we were obviously elated about that. I mean, that's a tremendous, tremendous record. Tremendous night. All uh, really celebrating with these fucking superstars. That is uh, myself with Matt Kim, Miguel Fornia, and phone banking fucking superstar wheels. So we hung out afterward. We had some cigars, enjoyed ourselves, and chopped it up, had some conversation going, great conversations for hours. And uh, I was very, very proud to be with these fine gentlemen. And uh, President Trump, you know, getting used to these one-hitter quitters. And that's what it is. I mean, this is what it is. Nikki Haley is the perfect pinata for Donald Trump going through all of these states. And uh, there you go. There's our Patriot cigars we were smoking. That's a Moab right there. And uh, very excited about that. But what are you going to do? Shout out to Mo and his balls who did the uh, edit on that. He put the Dilly 300 on the uh, wall behind us. I thought that was pretty cool. Did you guys see that? That slick. Yeah, he put it on there. Thank you, Mo. Turned out cool. Turned out cool. Yeah. Not a close race at all. And the thing that's funny about this is President Trump is normalizing ass whippings, which is funny because people are like, he only won by 20. It's like, bro, he got over 50% of the vote again. It's never fucking like what you're seeing has never happened before. He, he doubled the fucking votes from Republicans. He's breaking record. Every time he turns around, it's another record. He broke the record for most fucking votes in Iowa. He broke the record for most fucking votes in New Hampshire. He broke the votes uh, record for most votes in South Carolina. I mean, what do you want? You, you want? Oh, there's not enthusiasm for Donald Trump. There's a lot of people who don't want. Get the fuck out of here. There's masses. We've never had enthusiasm like this. We've never had record-setting numbers like this for Donald Trump. It's un, It's absolutely incredible. And... Uh, I think it really sets this next uh, meme up perfectly because the reality is that, uh, where's my fucking meme? Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. The reality is that Donald J. Trump will be coming home soon. Right, Lauren and Leah and J. Scott? And the blood will dry underneath my nails And the wind will rise up to fill my sails See you can't die and you can't hate But I know no matter
from where I belong, but it's always darkest before the dawn. See, you can doubt and you can hate, but I. Oh shit! Kaylee.com is back. What do we got? Let me talk about it. Ooh, this is the Cherish line. This is the one that Randy puts on her booty, just so you know. Lisa's an RN who began formulating grass-fed tallow-based products to heal her own family's skin issues. And her lovely husband, John, is a Desert Storm veteran who returned home with uh, some cystic, a worsening cystic acne, okay? And uh, contact dermatitis and sensitive skin because, you know, the shit chemicals are out there in the desert. Anyway... Tallow, uh, not only did this his, uh, skin significantly improve, Kaylee Naturals was born. That's how this company came to be. Tallow is the holy grail that transforms damaged, unbalanced skin into beautiful, glowing skin. And so uh, this is a, a five-star review here for you guys. I recently started using all of the Cherish Mature Skin products to help with dry skin and a rough texture on my face. I've always had great skin, but now that I'm in my 60s, my skin was really having issues with moisture and inflammation. I started using the products twice a day, morning and night. The cleanser is amazing as it softened my skin immediately. After a week of using the cleanser, toner, serum, and moisturizer, I could see a huge difference in improvement. I've used a variety of skincare products over the years and have to say that these products deliver extraordinary results. If there were a category for six stars to rate these products, I'd select it hands down kleave.com promo code dilly dilly for 10% off non-sale items but really what you need to do is just head on over and buy yourself the entire cherish line of products i also know that a very very uh likely future u.s senator received her products uh this morning uh, upon returning to her home state she is beyond excited to try them uh she was uh extremely appreciative so I'm looking forward to hearing feedback from her. 
And uh, that's, that's pretty exciting. So there you go. Kleave.com. Kleave.com. Check them out today. Revenge is an act of passion. Vengeance is an act of justice. Injuries are revenged. Crimes are avenged. Almost a century ago, big pharmaceutical companies re-engineered medical school curriculum and faculty with one goal, putting profit before progress. Anyone pushing back against the medical matrix they carefully crafted was threatened, silenced, censored, financially ruined, or worse. They are the problem. We are the solution. Uh, you're clear to engage. Initials Mike Cupid Alpha. You're clear to engage with weapons. That's right. It's vengeance.com. This is the company that keeps me healthy. While I'm speaking to you right now, I am polishing off the last, last of my Venzio. Now, I don't know how many I'm supposed to take, and the reason is I don't read labels. I just open shit up, and I it says, oh, 20 drops or five sprays. Okay. Well, I don't know what 20 drops looks like, but I've got your dropper thingamajigger right here in my hand. Mmm. Put it in my mouth. Venzio gone. Just took my Venzio. Now we're moving on to my next one. I've got my motherboard right here. Uh, I can tell you that I'm almost out of all of my products, so I will need more so that I don't die. And you took that one. I like to do double the regular dose of motherboard. So I do two there. Okay, I do two there. Not because I need to do two, but because I am excessive. Then I like to mix it up a little bit, and I got my ripcord here. And my ripcord, sometimes I'll do a two, maybe a one, or a three. It just depends. I've got one. Today feels like a two. Mmm. All right. Let me tell you. They work. They freaking work. It's inexplicable that I have been feeling so damn good for so damn long without any issues, and I, uh, I'm crediting it fully to uh, to Vengeance.com. I believe that Vengeance is the reason I've been feeling so damn good, and I hope you guys will check them out. If you use promo code DILLY, you're going to get 15% off, and and if uh, you've got some animals that you don't want to fucking die, you can get some uh, these products for your animals as well, and it'll help them be more healthy. You know what I mean? I can't, I'm not saying it's going to help them live forever, because like that's obviously totally unreasonable, and honestly, you don't want a pet that lives forever. They would smell so bad. Like clumps of fur will be falling off and shit. But you want them to live like a really long time so you you don't have to be depressed about your pets dying. And the best way to do that is go to vengeance.com, promo code Dilly, and load them up with the, uh, the these incredible products as well. And uh, with that being said, <laughs> and without any further ado, Randy's Booty. Let's get have awakened to the ways in which our government operates in order to defy the will of its people. Lies. Deception. Slander. Persecution. We live in a time where the powers that be have weaponized our intelligence agencies, our judicial system, our media, 
and our financial institutions against its people. They made one fatal mistake. They messed with the wrong individuals. They underestimated us. They underestimated the men and women in America. We will never surrender. We will never surrender. We will never surrender. We will never surrender. Never surrender. Never surrender. Never surrender. Never surrender. We will never surrender. Never surrender. chance to save it. For far too long, Americans have been trampled on and crushed economically. The power structure that has taken over this great nation has thrown us into a downward spiral. The voice of the American people have been quelled, their freedoms gradually snuffed out, and their spirits strangled into submission. Fear not, for there is hope. Not long ago, we got a taste of the potential this country has that is eager to be unleashed. Donald Trump was that beacon of light that flickered. All it needed was for the people to believe in something great. To breathe light into the possibilities that lie in wait. Absolute fire, Mega Devil Dog, Little Memes. Jesus, you fellas need to team up more often. Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? My God. That was high energy. That was fucking high energy. Thank you for that, fellas. Thank you. Thank you for doing that together. That is, that was like Method Man and Red Man working together. Fuck yeah. Way to go, guys. Way to kill that thing. Isn't that solid? I know, I was very excited. By the way, where the fuck is Phantom Shadow? Is he just not watching the show anymore? Are you sitting taking a shit somewhere? What's going on, huh? What's going on? I haven't seen him over here. I'm assuming he has a tummy ache, but maybe it's something else. I don't know. I have no idea. It could be. Could be a tummy ache. Do you got a tummy ache, Phantom? Hmm? What's going on? He's got a tummy ache? Is he, what, is he throwing a fit? He's tantruming still. Phantom, come back. Where are you at? <laughs> what is going on? You never know. He could be in the bathroom. It's probably what he is. It's probably what's going on. All right. Well, the Dilly meme team wasn't done working this weekend, and neither was the Dilly 300, because they teamed up collaboratively, because obviously we had a big night Saturday night, and you celebrate that, and you do the damn thing, and you give all the uh, 
glory to President Trump and everything he's doing. But then you also have to turn around and work on Sunday night. Well, what am I talking about? I'm talking about three brave patriots attending one of the shittiest and most fucking smelly events ever hosted. Okay? Here's what happened. That's right. Our very own Hogman, who's not been seen since this happened, by the way. Our very own Hogman attended a Nikki Haley quote-unquote rally. Okay? Now, the there was some strange shit going on uh, before and after this uh, this show. Now, I say show... Because you can't see, but in that front left corner, there's a donkey, okay? All right? There's a donkey in the front left corner, all right? And uh, this show uh, was in Michigan. You can see this was a packed house of about... Seven, two, three, four, five, 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 five. Uh, yeah, it's like 56 right here, maybe. They eventually would get close to 100 people in here for this, quote, show, but uh, this was something else. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm sure you stuck out like sore thumbs being that you were at this event. You didn't have your masks on and you were attractive. I mean, look at Harley chick. She sticks out like a sore fucking thumb. They must have been like, what's wrong with you? Why are you here? Can you not read? You know you're holding a Nikki Haley sign, right? Well, Harley wasn't alone. Uh, she was there with a few other patriotic people, one being her husband, Hogband, and also our very own Dave Lou was in attendance. And uh, this was this was an interesting uh, choice. Um, what can I, wait a minute, what's that, going, what's that going on with that kid? Is he staring? Is that nailing? Is that nailing in the background? That's not nailing, is it? Why does this look like one of those like 16th century art pieces how is this a real person? Dave Lou, I apologize for what I'm about to do, but why does this look like 16th century art with like a hidden face in the back? <laughs> Randy, <laughs> what? what the fuck? Dude, look at him. Look at him. I saw him in a fucking, a couple other pieces of art in the 16th century. What the hell am I looking at? How is he actually real? Is that a real person? What the hell are we seeing right now? Is this a ghost? There's no way that's a real person. Look at that. It, it's totally one of those fucking, yeah, what Randy said, the kind of painting where there's just a random guy. He's not even two-dimensional or three-dimensional. It's just like, what is happening? It, <laughs> that's, that's totally a ghost. Dave Lou is a real person, but that kid back there is not real. I don't know what is happening. I don't even know how I caught that, but that is bizarre. Um... What the fuck? That's not even... Look at him. It's even worse if you just zoom out a little bit. He's still the same creepy painted ghost kid. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at. Anyway, uh, there was uh, there's this, this crew decided to show up. They crashed the event. It was about as gay as you'd expect. Um, of course, <laughs> they were having a lot of fun with it. A uh, couple things you should know about going to a Nikki Haley event. And this is fun just for just for your information. Uh, you can go to a Nikki Haley event without any tickets. Okay. 
Now, I'm going to tell you some things you probably will be shocked to hear, okay? Number one, you anybody can go to a Nikki Haley event. There are no tickets. Do you understand me? You just walk in. I'm, I wish I was joking. You can go to a Nikki Haley event and you just walk in the room. Um, and since there's no tickets, there's also no security. I'm not joking. There, You can go and see a former governor, a former U.S. ambassador, and quote-unquote presidential candidate, and no security. None whatsoever. If you were to, if you were to approach Nikki Haley with a $20 bill and ask her to suck your dick, there'd be no one there to arrest you. There is no security. There is no ticketing. You just show up and you fucking, you, you tap the side of the Escalade and, or uh, the SRX rather, and then you wait your turn. Um, but yeah, there is absolutely nothing. There's no organizational anything. You could bring a 20 in and say, handy for 20? What, like, what's it gonna take? No security. Her own husband's not even there to like defend her honor. <laughs> honor. Yeah, it's just, it's just her. She's just like, they just go, come on in. And she's just like, who's up next? Yeah, it's just, just who's, who's next? Uh-huh. One at a time, please. It, some, stuff like that is said. You'll hear that a lot at a Nikki Haley event. You'll hear one at a time, please. Um, or you'll hear stuff like, please, no pushing. You're going to get your turn. Um, you hear other statements like, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, be patient. Uh, sometimes you will hear her say, I need you to hurry up. There's a whole line. Shit like that. You know, you'll see there's stuff like that you'll hear. But you won't hear, where's your ticket? You won't hear, sir, you can't bring that in here. Uh, you won't hear, um, no. You won't hear any of that. You'll just hear, you know, one at a time, please, and, and shit like that. Are you suffering with an unsightly, crusty, fluid-filled rash that everyone stares at? We're heading to Michigan tomorrow. Is the itching, burning sensation from listening to it speak unbearable? And we're headed to the Super Tuesday Saints throughout all of next week. Knock out that herpes labialis, also known as Nikki Haley, in less than one week with... Vote Trump. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on, I'm coming. Hold on. Oh, Brandy's Hold back. On, I'm coming. Back, Hold everybody. On, if it's a herpy meme, Brandy's home. That's my wife. That's my fucking wife! You fucking bitch! No, you slut! No! Fuck! No! Fuck! 
This has been a public service announcement paid for by the Delhi meme team. <laughs> that uh, that was MAGA Spud, and that was extremely well done. Thank you for doing that, Spud. Um, I'm not saying that our ads at the last minute had a huge impact on the race, but I'd be happy if it stopped at least five or six people from voting for that whore. How do you decide on your target? Do they tell you to attack? No, you dumb bitch. Basically, we identify scumbags and make fun of them. So, like, is it a company or... No, you stupid bitch. It's a fucking group of friends who love America and hate you. Oh, the, 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 the fool. They didn't like that one. Uh, why do you make misogynistic memes about Nikki Haley? Because she likes getting dicked down while her husband's overseas serving his country. Is that your official answer? Yes, yes. Because she likes to get slammed in the fucking A-pipe by random swinging dicks in the back of a Cadillac when her husband is uh, serving the nation uh, in a foreign land. Okay. Fuck. These are the kind of questions I had to answer. Wait, are you going to say something mean about Joe Biden next? I'm like, dude. Really? Imagine that, though. Imagine they're, like, trying to convince you. They've tried to basically protect scum by making it uh, rude or misogynistic to call it out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, Nikki Haley could have a dick in her mouth and the Democrats would be like, She's expressing her freedoms as a woman. And you'd be like, that's not her husband's dick. And you'd be like, they would still, and then if you said anything about it, they'd be like, slut-shaming assholes. Fucking fact the patriarchy. This is what they've tried to convince Americans of. Everything is backwards. Did you see that busted piece of ass that got named Miss Germany? Holy fuck, I thought it was Nikki Haley. I did, it was some fucking broad from Iran. Oh, did you see her? Remember Germans? My God, the Germans used to technologically, scientifically fucking create their women. They were all five foot eight with fucking blonde hair, blue eyes, huge tits, and fucking 24 inch waists. Remember that? They were like, they were, they spent fucking decades, the Germans did, creating the perfect fucking Aryan woman. That was their shit. The German women were like, oh, they're like machines. And they were all engineers. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm an engineer. And I take it in every hole. And you're like, fuck, dude. Like, remember you thought the Germans, you were like, what the fuck do they got in the water over there? They're all fucking, they're all statuesque blondes that use all three holes and make 150,000 a year as engineers and architects. Remember that? Then they marched out this fucking busted piece of Iranian ass that looks like she just crawled through the desert to get to Germany. And they fucking walked her onto the uh, walked her onto the stage at the Miss Germany contest. She got a fucking like she got a wart or some shit on her face. She got like warts. They're imperfect. Bitch walked out there like, oh, and they were like, winner. Oh my god, you seem so oppressed. It's like, dude, how are you, Miss Germany? You're from Iran. You're not. You don't even look German. What the hell is happening? Oh, she looks like an old fucking school teacher. She looked like an old school teacher. I was like, 
I was like, are you serious? Germany used to have pride in what their people looked like. They were like, that was a big thing for them. You know what I'm saying? It was used to be a big thing. Like, are you German? Big, statue as broad, fucking strong. Could do fucking crazy long math equations in their head. Remember that? That was like a, that was a big thing for them. They worked really hard. They sacrificed a lot for those looks and brains at one point. And now they're just like, hey, look what we found. An Iranian in Germany. Want to be Miss Germany? And they're like, okay. Yeah, dude, what the fuck? I just, I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. I, I don't know what's going on in this world. I'm not even going to show her picture. Her picture is that bad. It'll break my, uh, my fucking screen. Uh, anyway, Hogman and Harley and uh, Dave Liu were able to get plenty of good content from this event. Uh, and some of that content, well, it's a little offensive. I don't know. Is this the line for the gangbang? No, it starts over there. What number are you? I'm number 13. That's why I have the mask. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on. Come on, man. I don't even know if I grabbed the right one. What's this one? This, this is either the right one or the wrong one. And by the right one, I mean it could be the wrong one and it still would be the right one. Let's see. Oh, this is the crowd. Oh, this is good. That's the crowd. I want to repeat to you guys, this is the crowd for a presidential campaign. There were no tickets required, no security of any kind to prevent you from entering with a rainbow dildo or $20 to try and, you know, get some head. This was what they called 800 people. A, a half-filled ballroom at a, fuck, it was at a Holiday Inn Express, Okay. You didn't even know they had a Holiday Inn Express. They called that uh, 800 people. That's the official number that they tried to pass off by the campaign. I mean, this is, that is the, one of the biggest fucking lies. Ever. They called this 800 people. This is it. One more time. There's nobody back back there. There's your 800 people right there, allegedly. According to the Nimrata Birdbrain uh, Hoor Nikki Haley campaign. Just so we're clear, that's 800 people, just like there's 1,500 people in my studio right now watching this show live. Did you guys know that? That's why you can hear them all laughing hysterically, all 1,500. See? I know. Whoa, simmer down, audience. Careful. Careful, everybody. Calm down. Okay, that's enough. It's a small room with a lot of people. Yeah, very. Yeah, I get it. It's hilarious, but come on. Come on, calm down, please. Please, please stop. <laughs> I feel like this is why they say Nimrata is bird brain, because I think she's an actually an actual retard. Um, it's, it's awkward as fuck. Absolutely. Wait, what's this one? Hold on, I got more.
What I'm banking on the fact is that he can't win a general election. The fact that half a, you know, half a million people have died and been wounded because Putin invaded Ukraine. This is the time that America needs to understand that Putin has made it very clear once he takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. If that happens, that puts America at war. That's bird brain with a solid Beetlejuice meme. Thank you, Devil Dog. That was, that's, uh, that warmed my cockles, actually. You, you made them quite toasty. Toasty as hell. Almost, almost, not quite, but almost as uh, toasty as this video of President Trump finally got, getting to meet the president of, uh, was it Venice, is it, wait, uh, was it Argentina? Javier Malay. And uh, he finally met him, and uh, the Argentinian president was, to say he was excited would be an understatement. I don't think DJT was expecting this level of enthusiasm. President! Thank you for the work for me. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, hey, I'm very happy. You are very generous. Thank you for Make Argentina. Make Argentina. Americans not get this excited to meet Trump. All right. I've, I've seen Americans that were like, hold it together. This dude, what made me like laugh so hard about this is I love people who are unapologetically enthusiastic. And this is like the most unapologetically enthusiastic Trump supporter I have ever seen. I think President Trump thought he was going in for a kiss because in Argentina, that's like a thing. But uh, Javier Malai was super, super Super excited, okay? Um, I kind of thought they were going to have to tase him because he was so excited. And uh, President Trump was a good sport about it. But this dude was like, holy shit, it's Donald Trump. The Mr. President! Ah, Mr. President! Viva la America! I was like, oh my God, dude, this guy is lit. Oh, he's fucking lit, dude. That is the kind of enthusiasm he's getting from other world leaders. This is the fucking president of Argentina absolutely losing his shit. 
And I fucking love it. Dude, he sounded like Cheech Marin fucking uh, from Dust Till Dawn. He was super pumped. He was so high energy. We're going to talk again. We're going to talk again. Yes, we will talk again. See? He's like, uh, dude, that was amazing. It was such an honest moment. It was like, that's just a human being that genuinely admires another person and is like, yep, no chill. Sorry. Going to have no chill right now. I'm telling you what, he had so much energy. It was glorious. Oh, yeah. President Trump's doing the, you know, he did every man, like tactful maneuver in business, right? He like patted him on the arm, fucking shoved him on the shoulders a little bit. See what he's made of. Like, hey, give me some space, bro. Yeah, I'm excited to see you too. Get back. <laughs> Javier Malai was just pumped. He was just like, ah, but you need that kind of energy in 2024. We need that. That's good energy. That's positive energy. You absolutely need that. I'm going to tell you something. I think, uh, I think that I need to take my wife to Argentina someday. I think that's what I need to do. I think that once we win an election here soon in November, I think I need to take God willing financially, I'll be able to afford it. But I want to take Randy to Argentina now because he's cool as shit. Okay. Like I want to go down there. I'm going to fucking put in a word. Like I'm going to put in the word. I'm going to say president Trump, president Trump. Can you let the fucking president of Argentina know that the Dilly meme team is going on vacation to Argentina? And we want to, we'd like to hang out with him. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say the Dilly Beam team. Some of our members would like to uh, come and party down in uh, Argentina and and sit on your beaches and smoke some cigars and uh, and meme. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna ask him politely. I'll put in the fucking word. I'll be like, please let the president know we're on our way, and then we'll show up like the fucking Beatles. <laughs> Oh, so cool though. Yeah, wasn't that cool? I thought that was a really good, good video. And in the the moment it came out, I just thought, God, that is special. This is the respect you should be getting. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yes, Randy. <laughs> the, the, the shit that why why you gotta put that? Rihanna, people are gonna think you're serious, you fucking psycho. Oh, God. Yeah. God, that is so cool. I know. Isn't that great? That's great. So what happened uh, after South Carolina was something of legend. Um, before Nikki Haley could leave her own um, state, after the pounding she got, this happened. Cock pulls out a Nikki Haley after Trump creams her in South Carolina primary. There you go. That is definitely winning. That is winning headline of the day, no doubt. How, how are you ever going to top that headline? You could work for another 100 years in media and never beat that. Yeah, you could work for another 100 years in, uh, in media and you'll never, ever beat that headline. Um, now, I don't mean to take credit, but nobody, nobody aside from the Dilly Meme team and Laura Loomer has been highlighting the fact that Nikki Haley is a whore 
uh, except for us, because we're the only ones who would do it. And yes, that is absolutely a real post, Trev. Yep, that is a true. That is a real post, Trevor. You can go fact check me right now. From the AF post, I don't know what the AF is. I don't know what the fuck that is, but I'm telling you, that's a real post. Cock pulls out of Nikki Haley after Trump creams her in South Carolina primary. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's just, maybe it's a joke organization. Maybe it's some kind, I didn't click, but perhaps it's like a funny, uh, I don't think it's, is it a real news organization? I have no idea, but it's great. It's a great headline. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, by the way, going back to the Nikki Haley uh, nonsense in uh, Michigan, which... And we'll call it that her her team, which I guess I don't. If you work for Nikki Haley, aren't you technically a fluffer? Like I don't. I'm not an expert. Okay. Listen to me. I'm not an expert. I'm just saying. If you work, if you work for Nikki Haley, don't you technically qualify as a fluffer? Anyway. Uh, why should the 40% have to cave to Trump? Nikki Haley asks a packed crowd of 800 in Michigan. They tried to get you to believe that this was, uh, 800. The problem is Hogman was there and he, uh, took a photo of what the rest of the room looked like along with video. And that ruined the lie. Oh, geez. That's the back of the room. That is the back of the room as Hogman was, uh, 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 he was panning with his video. Yikes, dude. This is why you don't want to do events without security and you let Dilly Meme Team members in because they're going to eventually catch all of the bullshit lies. That's awkward as fuck. Good job, Hogman. You know, you want to know how empty this room actually was? You could hear Nikki's moans uh, fucking echoing off the back walls. They didn't even have enough people there to drown out the moans from the donkey show up front. Normally, if you pack a house, you got 800 people into a 400-person room. That that sound is not escaping the walls. But this was reverberating front to back, left to right, fucking all over the place. There was all kinds of echoes and, you know, it just had that hollowed out fucking cavernous Nikki Haley Vagoo kind of sound to it. So there you go. It was 800 people. All right, that's enough South Carolina. But all right, let's let's talk about some other things because I could keep hammering home the Nikki Haley thing. But really, I mean, I think she's taken it enough. She's taken enough. You know what I mean? One thing I did want to point out was, okay, all right, well, one more. All right, one more. Again, this is just a misogynist in me. Listen to me. This, this is sad. You know, this is her voting for herself. And, and I don't have a problem with you voting for yourself. You should believe in yourself. I'll tell you what I have a problem with. This is the flattest ass in America. This ass hasn't done a squat in fucking 35 years just absolutely sad sad silly putty ass i mean that is i mean look at the that tiniest in it that bump isn't even real that's just because of her leg position look at that 
Are you kidding me? Oh, it's just the saddest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Just terrible. Really, I mean, that's just sad. Nothing going on there. Nothing going on. Okay, that's enough. That's enough, Dinky Haley. Now, you want to start your Monday with some good news? Besides the fact that President Trump is dominating, and uh, he's absolutely dominating in every primary poll, every state. He's going, going all around the country, and we're going to cover that here in a second. I got more. I got some numbers that are going to blow your mind. But I'd like to highlight a really cool story. And, uh, and this one is a good one. This will make you feel, this will warm your cockles. Um, this evil cunt died. Lord Jacob Rothschild has died at age 87. Yep, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt because he... Uh, is probably one of the most evil, wealthy men of the last hundred years. And he punched his ticket out. He is gone. Dunzo. I look forward to the day I get to do the same with George Soros. It can't be that far off. Right? I told you they're all going to start dropping. The evil is slowly leaving the planet. These fucking bastards who have been long overdue are finally punching their ticket, and that's one of them. But I have another big story, uh, and that this one has also been announced. Ready? Rona Romney McDaniel has officially announced she will be stepping down, and she is uh, except, expected to quit on March 8th in Houston to allow the nominee to select a chair of their choosing. So... She's waiting until after Super Tuesday when Trump ram, uh, wraps up. I almost said rams. Yeah, I was talking about, you know, that's what happens. You talk about Nikki Haley too much and everything becomes a sexual innuendo. Ramps up and wraps up the, uh, the nomination, but she is out. Rona Romney McDaniel is quitting. She is done. And uh, my very good friend, Miguelifornia, uh, said it so succinctly, which is, the Trump MAGA RNC takeover is underway. This, this is probably the thing that they're most disturbed about. And I want you to understand what's happening. We are getting the keys to the RNC and they're being placed into the very firm and, and, uh, and reliable hands of Laura Trump and Chris Lasavitis, as well as uh, uh, Susie Wiles. I mean, we're talking, you're going to be shocked the next six years at what happens at the RNC. This is like where instead of just having one great presidential candidate and one great Senate candidate, you're going to wake up one morning and go, where the fuck did all these MAGA patriots come from? You're going to be like, wait, what? We got MAGA fucking uh, uh, congressmen running in 112 districts? How is that possible? You're going to say shit like, wait, we've got six different MAGA senators running? You're going you're gonna to be even more shocked because you're going to be like, wait, we're defunding rhino uh, Republican races? We're not giving them any money? I mean, do you understand... This is where you complete the hijacking and the overtaking of the party and officially make it the America First Patriotic Party. 
the fundraising is going to be next level. Okay, it's going to go, it's going to blow your mind how much money that is going to flood into the RNC. And then what you're going to blow your mind is how that money is utilized. They can't stop this either. Rona's out. She's known for months she was going to get shit canned or have to step aside. This cannot be blocked. Do you understand me? The This is inevitable. This is literally inevitable. This is where you get in there and you own the Republican Party now. Not just figuratively, but literally. They are losing control of the levers of uh, power in this country. Do you guys understand also what this is going to do to the uh, party going forward? You want to talk about enthusiastic. You want to talk about money. This is, this is what will happen. What will happen is Rona, we bled her dry of fundraising. She fucked up 2020. We bled her dry. She fucked up 2022. MAGA stopped donating. The account dropped so dramatically that she's like, I have no leverage here. I'm fucked. And now the money that's going to come back in will all be as a result of Donald J. Trump. And they're going to merge the RNC and the Trump campaign for the next eight months. Imagine the fundraising power. Imagine the voting options you're going to have come November. Imagine the candidates they're going to push forward. Imagine how powerful the Kerry Lake for Senate campaign in Arizona is going to be. You are going to see something you've never, ever seen before. And that is uh, a party that is unified around an America first platform. There's no stopping it. There's no stopping it. I believe, I still believe we are going forward and I do still believe 100% that we're going to end up with a Trump-Ben Carson ticket. I think all the signs are there. I think that ben, Dr. Ben Carson is more than qualified and knowing what I know about the criteria that has been stated, I think you're going to end, here's what this will do also. I'm going to tell you something else. I, I, I'm going to give out a little, this is a totally off the cuff fucking prediction. I think that you could easily, not only are you going to get uh, Carrie Lake in the Senate, and not only are you more than likely going to end up with probably, I'm hoping Dr. Ben Carson as the VP. I believe once you get the keys to the RNC, once that has been taken, once you have those keys, I believe we could end up seeing Don Jr. run for office in the state of Florida. Now, I don't know if he's going to run for Senate or Congress, but I believe Don does is aspiring to a job, a higher office, but he's got to be able to show that he can do it. And I think that the best way that he's going to do that is he's going to get himself in a position to run for a major office in Florida. And I think that once Don Jr. gets himself into that position and you've got Carrie Lake hopefully taking that Senate seat in Arizona, the options for your future become 
incredibly bright. I believe the options are going to become incredibly bright for the future of MAGA. And when you've got, and I just, it's got to be said, when you have fundraising machines like Carrie Lake and Don Jr. in a, in a official position, the likelihood of them eventually becoming presidential uh, hopefuls is very high. But I believe that Don could end up being maybe a senator, maybe a congressman, maybe a governor. I don't know. Wouldn't that be some shit? Wouldn't that be some shit? Wouldn't that be funny as hell? That's what they should do. Look, not I, I, I want to make America great again, but I also want to be, I want to make being petty great again. Wouldn't it be funny if they ran Don Jr. in 2026 in the governor race down in Florida just to crush any hopes of Casey DeSantis? Like, wouldn't that be kind of funny? He's like, like, how long have you wanted to do this? Like, pretty much since I found out that Casey DeSantis was trying to run. Like, I feel like that would be really fucking funny. Like, Don just is like, yep, I'm going to be the governor of Florida. And I'm going to run right here and just stop the uh, DeSantis family totally, entirely, forever. Because I don't know that there's going to be a Senate seat anytime soon. I don't know that Rick Scott wants to leave the Senate. We know Marco Rubio has no intention of leaving the Senate, at least not for a while. And... And I don't know that he wants to be a congressman. But man, making him the governor would be pretty fucking funny in Florida. That would be pretty fucking funny. And now that you're going to have the access to the RNC dollars, you could reasonably do that. You never know. I don't know what is... And look, this is just me talking out here. I have no inside information on this. I just think it would be hilarious and awesome. Oh, by the way, Nikki Haley did eventually hit the stage. And man, they were excited... Uh, she did hit the stage. I forgot to play this video. I meant to play it. Um, I had I made sure that Hogman clipped it before the the donkey was brought out. But here you go. Kind of where I come from is when That's I right. first became governor, we were having hard times, much like we're having today. We- does that sound like a really busy room? I'm I'm sorry, but like, does this sound like a packed house? Kind of where I come is when I first became governor, we were having hard times, much like we're having today. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Listen, lady, we're not buying the water filtration system. Just let me go home. I just want to go home. I don't want the water filtration system. Just leave me alone. I'm sure it's great. Fuck off. There is momentum, though, in the whole... I believe the Republican Party recognizes all the writing on the wall. They're looking, they're going, it's over. Donald Trump is going to win all 50 states, and it's time to bend the knee. And when Senate Republican John Thune endorsed Donald Trump, that's what he was saying. He is the number two Senate Republican. Bent the knee. Bent the knee. That is what bending the knee looks like right there. Yep, can't stop him. Just get behind him. It's over. It's over. It's over. He's only getting stronger. He's only getting more momentum. There is no shot at stopping or preventing Trump 2024. It's over. New poll conducted in Michigan by the Howard University Initiative on Public Opinion shows Biden's support among black voters has dropped to 49%, while President Donald Trump's support has ballooned 26%, which is three times what he received in 2020. 
three times what he received in 2020. Yeah, he is absolutely getting stronger. This is what it looks like when you finally, finally break through the facade of the deep state. And now let's put this uh, whole entire primary to bed, shall we? Let's talk about it with some hard, cold facts. Here we go, people. Debate these numbers, bitch. Trump's primary lead grows after South Carolina projected votes, uh, vote share for Trump and former UN ambassador Nikki Haley in each state if they voted today based on polls and voter demographics in each state. Let's start with Michigan. President Trump is expected to have a 56-point win in Michigan. That's tomorrow night. He is going to absolutely take Nikki to pound town tomorrow night. Then you move on to Idaho, where he's expected to win by 30. Then Missouri, where he's expected to win by 63. Then the District of Columbia, where he's expected to win by 51. Then North Dakota, where he's expected to win by 44. Alabama, where he's expected to win by 56. Alaska, by 53. American Samoa, by 51. Arkansas, by 57. No, 53. Uh, California, where he's expected to win by 57. Uh, Colorado, where he's expected to win by 58. It gets worse. Maine by 38, Massachusetts by 42, Minnesota by 41, North Carolina by 57, Oklahoma by 45, Tennessee by 69, Texas by 69, Utah by 38, Vermont by 41, Virginia by 60, Wyoming by 31, Georgia by 61, and Hawaii by 49. And that's it. That's the end of the whole goddamn story. That's it. What you are watching is a momentum for a campaign we have never seen in American history. This is something different. And I'm going to be straight up with you. We planned on this. We absolutely planned this. This was something that was discussed that we felt we could absolutely make happen. We felt like if we were, we were locked in and focused, we could turn this into a massive, massive Donald Trump victory in November. My goal, here's what I want for you. Do you understand me? I have said it. I said it a, over a year ago, January of 2023. I sat on this very show and I told all of you that I had a plan involving the Dilly meme team and the Dilly 300 for us essentially running our parallel campaign for Donald Trump. I opened that year by telling you, you are the campaign. Remember that? You are the fucking campaign. We are the campaign. And people would say, well, what's the campaign doing here? What's the campaign? They'd ask me and I'd say, we're the campaign. So just ask me what I want to do. Did this for a year. But the objective was, I don't want to repeat a 2020. I don't even want to repeat a 2016. I want something we've never experienced, which is Donald Trump being fucking coronated and declared the winner before bedtime. I don't want to eke out a victory. I want to win so big that they call the races just the way they have been. Aren't you enjoying the lack of anxiety from this primary season? Aren't you enjoying the one-minute call? Like, and the polls have closed in South Carolina. Anyone? Don't you like the Mike Tyson-esque knockouts? Don't you want to not worry until the next morning? 
Don't you want to go and and have an election night party that you can actually watch as state by state by state calls the elections like this? North Carolina is closed and a Trump victory. Ohio, victory. Trump, victory. Pennsylvania, Trump, victory. Florida, Trump, victory. Georgia. Don't you want them just rattling them off? Don't you want, I don't want a close overtime win. I want something we've never seen. I want a boat race. I want a definitive fuck you and, 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 you know, rejection of the globalists. What you do now is going to determine that. The memes you make now, every 3,000 views, 5,000 views, 10,000 views, it adds up. All of it adds up. 7,000 here, 20,000 there, 100,000 here, 50,000 here, a million there, 50,000 here, 100,000 there. All of the memes add up. The memes are the ammunition for the normies to share. That is what we are doing. Agenda 47 memes are about to be very popular again. We've got a State of the Union uh, uh, speech coming up, and we absolutely are going to own that hashtag once again. We're going to dominate that hashtag with Agenda 47 platitudes and destroy Joe Biden's narrative that night. The Dilly 300 will be ready. The Dilly meme team are locked and loaded. We already have Agenda 47 memes ready to roll. We just got to swap out some of the latest headlines involving Joe Biden, his insane border meltdown, the crime statistics, the fucking economic statistics. You just got to rehash those old memes. We're ready to rock and roll. But also for the Dilly 300, how many people can you call between now and November? What kind of a phone banker do you want to be? How much victory do you want? Do you want to win by 20,000 votes or do you want to win by 2 million or 4 million or 8 million? You must break the system. You must overwhelm the polls to a point that there is no fucking way. There is no way to rig the election, and it can be done. It absolutely can be done. People were worried about shenanigans in these early states. We're hearing rumors of, we're hearing rumors of, yeah, how'd that work out? What has happened? I'm not saying they haven't tried to rig elections. The Democrats have spent a hundred fucking million dollars plus trying to rig the New Hampshire primary and the South Carolina primary. How'd that go? How quickly did Donald Trump get named winner? instant it look the fucking rigging of elections those days are over if you overwhelm and break the machine it's possible it is possible pedal all the way down you've got a lot of bullshit you're gonna have to endure between now and november we all do i'm enduring it right now fucking getting hammered right now as a businessman getting crushed do what you got to do. Keep trying to deliver value to the people. Keep trying to fucking deliver uh, a service that people need. Keep working for the campaign for free, trying to make sure that this country has a shot. This is for all the fucking marbles. There is no 2025. If Donald Trump loses, I won't be able to do this show anymore. I already know what they're going to do. I already know how they're going to handle it. I know exactly what I would do. All momentum will be cease to exist. It'll be the end of it for America. It'll be the end. It'll be no more free speech, no more fucking memes. It'll be no more this, no more that. It'll be fucking AI replacing this, replacing that. 
It'll be, you will be so, you won't even recognize this country a year from now if, if we don't put Trump back in. At all. It's pedal down all the time, all the way. And we will get there. We are going to win this thing. Now, your opponent is a fucking retard, okay? Your opponent is a retard. Your opponent went on a stage and said uh, he, he was given a line from Lincoln and his inaugural address and said, I want to make sure I get this quote exactly right. Okay, he was quoting Abraham Lincoln. I want to get this quote exactly correct. And then he obviously fucked it up completely. And you know, uh, stand here in front of this portrait, the man behind me here. He, uh, he said, and I want to make sure I get the quote exactly right. He said, the better angel, he said, we must address the council and address the better angels of our nature. And we do, and we do well to remember what else he said. He said, we're not enemies, but we're friends. It's the middle, it's in the, in the part of the Civil War. He said, we're not enemies, but we're friends. We must not be enemies. Folks, and I've been around, I know I don't look it, I've been around a long while ago. <laughs> And uh, I mean this sincerely. We've gotten, politics has gotten too bitter. <laughs> you will get this uh, quote exactly correct, okay? I'm going to get this one just perfect. That's all, folks. Bro, the setup is absolutely beautiful. The setup is, I want to make sure I get this perfect. I want to get this quote absolutely perfect. Okay. Okay, you stuttering fuck. Get off the stage. You fucked it up. You, you prefaced it with, I want to get this quote perfect. So I'm going to, if you want to get it perfect, have someone else read it. Okay, Joe? If you want, if you want this fucking quote to come out perfect, out, and you want everyone to hear it perfectly, have your granddaughter come on stage and read it. Have your fucking three-year-old read it, you goddamn retard. What? This is this is the fucking president. Are you shitting me? You know, uh, stand here in front of this portrait, the man behind me here. He uh, he said, and I want to make sure I get the quote exactly right. He said, the better angel, he said, we must address the council and address the better angels of our nature. <laughs> And we do, and we do well to remember what else he said. He said we're not enemies, but we're friends. It's the middle, it's in the, in the part of the Civil War. He said we're not enemies, but we're friends. We must not be enemies, folks. And I've been around. I know I don't look it. I've been around a long while. Ago. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean this sincerely. We've gotten politics has gotten too bitter.
people. There you go. Thank you, Phantom Shadow. Probably one of the greatest songs he's ever made. Yeah, probably one of the greatest songs he's ever made. I know. He wasn't even here to, to hear it. That's what we get. That's what, we, that's what he gets. The one day he's like, I'm not going to make it. Okay, fine. Then you will miss out on the sounds of Phantom Shadow songs playing through the uh, speakers out here. All right, so how bad is Joe Biden fucked things up? Let's talk about it a little bit. <clears throat> Let's, uh, some stories out there that are going to matter to you uh, more than, than most. One of them is an interesting little tidbit regarding the economy. Millennials and Gen Zers are pulling in bigger paychecks than before the pandemic, but much of their spending power is fueling short-term purchases like groceries and vacations, not savings. Yeah, well, no shit. No shit, okay? No shit. And uh, if you wanted to know how bad off Americans are right now, consider this. Making 150000 is considered lower middle class in these U.S. cities. There shouldn't be a single city in America where 150 k a year is lower middle class. There's absolutely not one fucking spot in this country where if you're pulling down that much money, you should be struggling to get by. You want to talk about your money cratering in value. That's it. I mean, that's that's your value right there just gone. I mean, if you if the standard for make, having an average life is 150000 a year, the country's fucking cooked. You're cooked. That's it. This is why no one wants to live in New York. This is why nobody wants to live in San Francisco or Los Angeles. Why would we kill ourselves to live in shithole cities with villainous fucking illegals running around shooting Americans in the face, criminal gangbangers shooting Americans in the face, raping people, pushing people onto fucking subway tracks, and everything in between, and you're simultaneously making it impossible to actually survive and have a quality of life in these cities. 150 fucking Ks average. Yeah, you're doing okay, I guess. Are you shitting me? Now, there is hope. There is a leading indicator for the rest of the economy, especially once Trump returns. U.S. new home sales disappoint in January. Prices hit two-year low as supply jumps. Good. Good. This is what we need to happen right now. What we need is massive, massive pumping and exporting of oil with simultaneous correction in pricing on real estate. This is what you need. If you're going to survive this and if you're going to come back from what they have done, you have to have a pullback on pricing. You have to have a uh, dump on interest rates at some point, but you can't do that until you're also, your production has went to the moon. There you go. 150K years, lower middle class. Jesus, fuck. That's like something to be proud of. You work your ass off to get to 150K and you get there and you're like, I can't afford a Subaru. Fucking disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. All right. 
couple little tidbits. These are more just uh, loose ends I need to tie up. One of them is, uh, this is fun. These are records that were set on Saturday, courtesy of my friend, Rich Barris. And uh, two records from last night. Donald Trump set the record for most votes received in a South Carolina presidential primary, more than doubling the previous. And Nikki Haley holds the record for the largest margin loss in a home state for an unsuspended candidate. She is the biggest loser in the history of presidential politics when it comes to your home state. Now, just let that one simmer for a moment. You may want to screenshot that, send that around to your cunt friends and family just in case they uh, have a question about this. One other headline you need to be aware of that uh, is infuriating. I didn't spend a lot of time discussing it because it's so infuriating, but here we are. Shortly after releasing the killer of Georgia student, Lakin Riley, Mayorkas straight up lied and said the Biden administration was deporting all Venezuelan illegals. The Biden administration's policies put the lives of Americans at risk. This is from my friend Alex Brucewitz. So, Lakin Riley was a college student at University of Georgia. This young woman was jogging the other day, like she normally would for her workout, when a gang-banging piece of shit illegal from Venezuela murdered her. This, there's no way this young woman should have lost her life. If her government even sort of gave a shit about her and her family, she would still be here. And instead, this young woman is out for a jog. She's a college student at University of Georgia, and she was a nursing student. She was uh, trying to become a nurse. This young girl is, is uh, Lake and Riley, is out jogging. And some piece of shit, illegal Venezuelan, murdered her. And he was released into this country three months ago. He is an illegal immigrant that came here from Venezuela. He's a gangbanger with a rap sheet a mile long. And they released him. And they didn't have anywhere to put him, so he ended up in Georgia. They ended up in Georgia. Biden administration is not going to lift a goddamn finger for this girl. More than likely, shit libs will ignore this story because they don't give a fuck. This is in what should have been a very safe area. Nope, not anymore. Not anymore. No longer is it a safe area. That's disgusting. God rest her soul and prayers up for Lake and Riley's family. I cannot even begin to fathom what that must, uh, what they must be going through, uh, honestly. <clears throat> Another deranged liberal to steer clear of, this fucking cocksucker. Bob Costas slammed after calling Trump supporters a toxic cult in his deplorable moment. Look, Bob Costas is like quadruple fucking vaxxed. And you know what, Bob? You've done a lot of things in your career. You've called a lot of great sporting events and sporting moments. But no one's ever going to forget you coming out at the Olympics with pink eye because you didn't wash your hands after you took a shit, you scumbag. No one's ever going to forget that, Bob. At the end of the day, when you're no longer here and I'm still alive, I'm going to make sure the meme team is reminding Americans that your entire fucking legacy is being the guy that got poop in his eye at an Olympics and had to do the Olympics announcement with pink eye, you disgusting fucking slob. That's what you're going to be. You are shit eye, bro. That's how we're going to remind everybody. People will ask, who was Bob Costas? And I'll say, 
He was that guy that took a dump and didn't wash his hands, and then he fucking rubbed his eye and got pink eye in both eyes, and then he went on the air anyway to do the Olympics, and we all had to watch him disgustingly announce the Olympics with infected shit eyes. That's what we're going to do, okay? That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to make sure that nobody remembers you for anything else because nothing else matters. Only that you like to fucking uh, take a dump, wipe your ass, get shit on your hands, and then rub your stupid eyes and give yourself pink eye like a moron, okay? Yeah, that's it. That's the only that's the only thing that matters is that Bob Costas gave himself pink eye because he got poop fingers. Fuck him. Fuck him forever. Okay? Honest to God. I think somebody's at the door. It's the UPS guy. The UPS guy is at the door. What can Brown do for you, Bob Costas? I'll tell you what Brown can do for you. Pink eye at the Olympics. That's how it happens. Yep. Told you. God, that was a perfect moment for UPS to arrive, huh? Big brown truck while I'm talking about that big brown poo in his eye. Yeah, you see that? Told you. Bob Costas, poo eye. Big brown. Brown, what can I do for you? <laughs> Sir Bob, don't play. All right. I also don't have anything nice to say about this guy. And uh, and as a matter of fact, I'm not into violent videos or pictures. You guys know that. All right? I'm not into any of that. But I'm going to tell you, I watched this video. It was about two minutes long. And the whole two minutes was really funny. Um, and it shouldn't have been funny. Because watching somebody barbecue themselves should never be funny. But it was. Okay? Uh, I'm not going to play the video because I recognize that some of you are sensitive. But this dude uh, lit himself on fire and he went like this. I'm going to reenact it for you. Free Palestine! Free Palestine! Free Palestine! Free Palestine! Free Palestine! Okay, it's getting hotter. And then, and then it went like this. Free God! God! Ah! And then that was it. So that was pretty much how it went down. Um... It was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen for, for how somebody killed themselves. It, it was dumb. The whole point of doing the I'm going to light myself on fire and going full like monk, okay? Self-immolations are supposed to be about mental strength and discipline and sacrifice. But if the last thing you do is scream like a fucking you know, on fire bitch, you defeat the whole point, bud. Ah! Yeah, I get it, dude. You turned yourself into a fucking barbecued ribs. Like, stupid as fuck. Just stupid as fuck. This ginger, pasty, white, fucking shit lib torched himself for a bunch of sand fucking people, goat fucking uh, jihadis in the desert. Do you understand how fucking ridiculous that is? Just, just fucking stupid. This isn't sad either, by the way. There's nothing sad about this. This is, he has no children. His genes will not pass forward. It's great. This is the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever seen somebody do. It was stupid. 
It not, I mean, honestly, it was so dumb that you forgot that you were watching a guy burning himself to death. It was just dumb. It was like, really? This is what you're doing? This is, this is what you're fucking doing. Just lit yourself on fire, screamed free Palestine four or five times before you succumbed to the pain and started screaming. Pants were burning, melting off of him. It's just stupid. I mean, I don't know. Whatever, dude. Fuck this guy. Uh, yeah, a young retard fucking lit himself on fire for jihadis that would have thrown him off a building. If you kill yourself for people that want to kill you, you're an idiot. Can you no longer handle the genocide? The Give me a fucking break. God. Just dumb. Just dumb. They transfer, transferred him to the medical center. Uh, he died. He fucking died. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, I just... Some of the things you read and see these days, and you just are like... Like, think of like your whole life and how much you love it and how much you appreciate that God put you here. Right? My wife, Randy, she's in the studio. Hi. It's her birthday. I don't know if anybody can hear you. Hold on. If you want a mic, Randy, you got one. Hello. But it's your birthday. And look, the first thing you do is, as a human being... Okay, listen, the first thing you do as a human being, like when it, you come to, it comes to goals, okay? Human beings, there's goals that you, per, you make for yourself as an alive human being, okay? Okay. And the first goal you set is stay alive for as long as you can, right? That's like number one. It's like, hey, I want to stay alive as long as I can because I want to experience some shit. And then everything on top of that is about, maybe it's about looks or money or lifestyle or all that other crap. Maybe it's about helping people, whatever you got. But the foundational level of your life, that base level right here, it's be alive, okay? But you fucking go and this is like the ultimate TikToker uh, attention whoring sacrifice. <laughs> like there's a bunch of brown jihadi goat fuckers. They're going to watch that video and they're going to fucking laugh. They're not going to praise you. No one's going to sing your praises over this. They're not going to be like, oh, we need to honor him. No one gives a shit. They don't give a shit. You're a ginger white kid in a military uniform. How many of these deranged fucking idiots are in our armed services right now? How many deranged, fucked up, radicalized retards are in our military right now? Not only that, dude, he was in the Air Force. It was like, bro, like, you're there. You're doing, like, computer stuff or medical stuff. We know what Air Force is, right? Like, not everybody gets to fly. So, generally speaking, when you're in the Air Force, you're doing th something in the field of technology, medical, or fucking, uh, you know, something like that. He's in the Air Force, okay? He wasn't a Marine. He's not an Army person down on the front lines. This is a, he's in the Air Force. He's probably a fucking nurse, Okay. Or he might have been, uh, he might have been communications, right? Could have been in technologies. That's what Air Force is. A lot of guys in the Air Force, it's very, you don't generally get to be a pilot. Only the select few, right? Air Force does mostly technology-based stuff, medical-based stuff, right? 
shit like that. Maybe he was maybe he was a mechanic. I don't know. All I know, it would have been funny if he was like the cook, right? He was like, Randy, do you think he operated the grill? He seemed to know really how to use. <laughs> he seemed to know his way around the barbecue. Familiar with accelerants. Yeah, it seemed like he really knew the accelerants. I wonder if he seasoned himself. Randy, I'd never do this, okay? I would never light myself on fire. Right. But, like, for some reason, if I, I lit myself on fire, Randy, I would season myself for the lulls. So that you smell like barbecue. Oh, yeah, I'd have, like, garlic salt. Like, I wouldn't be like, free Palestine. I'd be like, little Worcester, a little bit. Just because, you know how awkward and funny it would be if I smelt delicious while I was burning? That that would be very awkward. Like, imagine everybody's like, oh, my God, Brennan Dilly lit himself on fire. This is so terrible. Oh, my God, he smells delicious. <laughs> he smells delicious. <laughs> You guys want to get something to eat after you're done? God, this is tragic, but I really want barbecue now. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, that smells incredible. Is that? What did he use? Is that? Is that beard vet meat rub? Is that? Oh, my God. You're so gross. (laughs) That might be the most fucked up joke I've ever done. And then you'd have to be sure that you didn't scream. No, I just, I love the idea of confusing people really badly at a very tragic event. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is so horrible. Oh, fuck. Because you can't deny those senses. Like, if I smell fucking delicious, you're going to, you're going to say something like, God, this smells really good. Like, he is, he is totally deranged and sick, but that's, is that Korean barbecue? Like, what did he use on himself? That's messed up. Why is that messed up? (laughs) Do you think anybody's ever thought about this before, Randy? Honestly, I don't know. You're fucking weird. (laughs) I feel like no one's ever thought about, like, if I was going to self-immolate, I'd season myself so that everyone around me is confused at how hungry I make them while I burn. I I think that's a pretty unique thought. (laughs) I feel like it's... Is that Dickie's barbecue? Jesus, what is he dumping on himself? I would baste myself, Randy, too, mid-flame. Just to be a true legend. Gotta keep it juicy. I would season all the be- season myself beforehand, right? But then I'm serious. I- I'm going down and I'm gonna I'm gonna have like barbecue in this hand and then like whatever marinade. Cause I'd marinate my shirt, Randy, beforehand. You know what I mean? I'd marinate my shirt. What? Yeah, like I'd marinate it the night before and then put it on and it would be like, oh, it smells so good. I'd do something really unique. Something probably a little sweet. You're that, making me hungry. That'll carry. And then um as I was, you know burning i would fucking season myself additionally right just to just you think that would hurt those brands randy probably like it's just that fucking beat butt rub or whatever they call it they're like oh i've got some of that at home they're like fuck he smelled good when he was going out though i feel like that's a pretty thoughtful way if you're gonna go (laughs) randy why are you laughing this is like way funny you're you're very quiet for somebody. I'm looking at barbecue places for my birthday lunch. Oh, my God. You're making me hungry. Uh, will you hand me my lighter, please? No. <laughs> What's going to happen? Where's my camera? I just think it's... What? Where's my camera? It's right there, but it's not on. Uh-oh. I, like, that, that shot's not set up at all, see? Oh. Yeah, it's like, mine's fucked up, yours is fucked up. Oh, it's just couch. Yeah, just couch. Well, then, I mean, you can get in the shot if you want. I'm a big, giant question mark. Why are you a question mark? It's a long story. <laughs> you don't even have a light on. That looks ridiculous. Oh, well. You have to put a light on if you're going to do that. It's 
No, you can be in the shop, but you have to be have to put a light on. That's maximum effort, and this is a minimum effort day for me. That might be one of the laziest things you've ever actually said on this show. <laughs> I think that that is a good sign that like there's a strong possibility, Randy. You would not go through the hassle of seasoning yourself beforehand. Nope. No, nope. I would just be bare chicken. You just smell like that, like white people chicken. It's all fucking like mm, cooked poultry. Everyone yeah, no, loves that smell. If I was white people chicken, I wouldn't even be cooked all the way. Yeah. You'd be like semi raw with no salt. Like, I don't want to oversalt it. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you do? You ruined this. Fine. I'll turn Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Hold on. Let's. Let me see if there's... I don't even think this shot is going to have anything. Let's see if we can... We'll see if I can fix it. Let me see. Okay. All right. I think I... I fixed Okay. Birthday boobs. It's still very dark. Mmm. You're well cooked. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, well, it means that you're well cooked. <laughs> like if you were him, you would be browner. <laughs> That's all I'm <laughs> Anyway, hi, happy birthday, honey. Hi, thank did, you. Did you like all the birthday memes and stuff you got? That was the best start, like first half of my day ever because they were the coolest memes from the coolest people. And then all of my other friends said happy birthday to me under them. And it made me very happy. Good. All right. I think we're done showing the guy that's burning. What do you I'm guys think? I'm kind of done with All right. It's your birthday, him. so I'll do that. Hey, you want to hear a really funny story? Yeah. So this dude in uh, Russia... He, like, died last week, and everyone, like, whipped their dicks out and were jerking off about how sad it was, right? All the mainstream media. They're like, oh, my God. Oh, the Ukraine bullshit? Yeah, so the Russian guy, Navalny, Navi I don't know how you say his name, but the dude that didn't make it out of prison because he's a little bitch, um, <laughs> he died, and everyone was like, Putin killed him. Putin killed him, say, right? Say that again. Put Putin killed him. That's how they say it. They love to be like, it's all Vlad Putin's fault. Say, who? Yeah, so Putin... So do it one more time. Just do it one more time. Vlad Putin didn't kill him, though. Okay. The uh, Ukrainian's uh, top spy chief. Do you know who said he killed him? No. A blood clot. You want to know why? Because he was vaxxed. Because he was vaxxed? <laughs> this fucking dude. <laughs> they were like, oh, my God. Navalny died because Putin killed him. And the truth was, it was fucking... It was... It was he got killed by the vax. These are the jokes we were making in 2020, and now they're still coming true. Tony Fauci killed him. Fauci, Fauci. killed. Yeah, yeah, he fucking Fauci killed him. Serial fucking killer. Here we go. You put a mat. You put your uh, your your your. Sorry, in right, right now, Randy. Listen to straight song. We don't Got negotiate it. with terrorists. Come on, man. How about this one? Fuck you, Tony. Fuck you, Tony. There you go. Fuck you, Tony. Fuck you. Fuck you, Tony. Fuck you, Tony. Fuck you, Tony. Fuck you. Fuck you, Tony. Yeah, they killed him. <laughs> they killed him by vaxing his stupid ass. Ah, <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Oh no, guy that I don't give a shit about died in a foreign country I don't give a fuck about. That's all the things, Randy. <laughs> Bummer. Shouldn't have got vaxxed. Blood clot. They're like, Putin killed him. Oh, this is so scary. When in reality, he Did was like... Did not see that coming. He was like walking around like, I haven't felt right since I got that vax. 
At least I can't get cold. Done. That's what it means. I, why do we use the term throw a clot too, by the way? I don't like the way it's they a say weird, that. It's a weird, because it makes it like, phew, you know. Phew. Yeah, it makes it sound like your heart's like. Mm, yeah, like, like it threw it. Like it's like. like oh, yeah, your heart's like. Oh, God. And you're like. Ah, oh, I got, ah, I got, got, got a clot. It a clot, man. <laughs> Dude, if I could throw clots at people and give them a stroke, I would. It'd be funny. I wish I could do that face. How do you do that? <laughs> no, it's not very good. No, you're too pretty to make a vaxxed face. I can be. I'm a good thumb, though. Want to see? That's yeah. You're too pretty for that now. No, too. look, I'm it a doesn't big work. toe. I'm a big toe. That doesn't work. You're doing it wrong. That's a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, he threw a clot. It's yeah, it's a weird term. They said that when Sasha got a clot. Hey, Trev, I got a meme idea. Trev, hey, Trev, I got a meme idea. Remember, remember in Orgasmo <laughs> when when they uh, the the villain uh, they get that Orgasmo gun. Remember they were using the Orgasmo gun. Hey, Trev, remember the remember the Orgasmo gun. We should. We should do that, but turn it into a Pfizer Vax gun and then throwing a clot. Oh, my God. And then, and then we could have people that are coming make it look like they're having strokes. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about, Trev? That's Remember bad. the scene? <laughs> we should have it where they're, like, vaxxed and they're throwing a clot. And they're just like, no, no, and then just make them all fucking retard right out. Yeah, and Brandy is home. Yes, Trevor, she is. She's home and ready to work. He knows what I'm talking about, too. I this love, would be a good one for Brandon. He knows sure. all of my cultural references, which is one of the reasons we're such good friends. Because as soon as I have a stupid idea, he's like, I know exactly the scene. You know what's funny is I re remember that movie because you showed it to me. Yes. Because you made some reference to it one time. And I was like, what are you talking about? And you said, yeah, I went, you to make me cum. No, I said, you're going to make me cum. Yeah, that, that was it. Do that one more time. Hey, come in, big boy. You make me cave. That was it. Remember the big fat chick? She comes out. I, I do remember now. She's but climbing you did on that, top of and him. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And, and then they're all like, stunt you never cock. seen that movie? Stunt cock. Stunt cock, yeah. Stunt cock. And then he comes in and they say, come here, big boy. You make me cave. Because <laughs> that's what fat chicks sound like when they're about to. Uh -oh. And then you were like, I'm surprised you haven't seen this movie, Randy. This seems like something you would have already watched. Yes, it's hilarious. And then I sat through the whole thing with you. You gonna make me cave. <laughs> hey, come in, big bear. Hey, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're gonna. It's a great scene. So great. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, it is. It's the Cartman voice because it's by the guys that made uh, South, Park. South Park. Yeah. And, and this was before they had done South Park. So he was using a lot of the voices from South Park in the movie because South Park didn't exist yet. Kind of like how Mike Myers used to use the Dr. Evil voice yes. before Austin Powers. Right. Yeah. Nobody you know. understands. They're all asking me why Carmen's doing porn. But I'm like, because it's the, cre it's the guy who does <laughs> Cartman's voice. Why is Cartman doing porn? Yeah, but it's before Cartman was Cartman. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like I ruin the conversation every time I come in here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes, but at least you're hot. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And you're, nice you know what's you. great about you? You're hot on camera and on the internet and in person. Well, thanks. 
thanks. That's really nice of it's, you. It's always disappointing when you meet people that look one way on the internet and totally different in person. That's the worst. I mean, that's why I really... It's very sad. Catfished. It's being catfished. Yeah, I don't like... Being catfished. Editing photos and stuff because I don't want people to not recognize me in person. Everybody thought you were hotter than your pictures this weekend. That, okay, so they said that at the meetup too. And at first I was like, wow, that's really nice. Thank you. And then I was like... A lot of people are saying this. How ugly do I look on camera? <laughs> well, no, but I mean, but seriously, you're 36 years old now. Yes, today is my 36th birthday. You look like you're in your 20s still. Thank you. Right? How does 36 feel? Did your bones hurt when you got out this morning? Got no. out of bed? No. 36 no? feels good. It, it doesn't feel... Your face is very smooth. K-leave. Hey, don't our sons have to be picked up right now? What time is it? 2.33. Yeah, I should get going. Okay. Anyway, no, 36 girl. feels good. Um, no aches and pains and stuff. I think I get more tired faster. Mm. <laughs> Have you started using Metamucil yet? Not yet. Oh. No prune juice and shit for me yet. Mm. I do feel like uh, my brain has gotten smoother. Mm. I forget. Like your face. Yeah, like dolphin skin brain. Like Maybe that's I, what's happening. Maybe I the Kaylee smooths shit. out your face and brain. What does? Kaylee? Your Kaylee <laughs> smoothing out your face and your brain. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I think maybe I just, I have a lot going on and I try to keep track of it all. And then it all just falls out. You know what I like about your face? Because it's very youthful. I like your face. But you have a very youthful neck too. Yeah, your neck, chest area are very youthful. Good well, for that's you. Thing. Actually, that's because everything you do here for skincare, you need to do down here. You know? Yeah, quit straining though. Now I can see your muscles. Stop <laughs> it. You look like a lizard. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, um, you're smooth. Well, it's funny because I had some haters be like, oh, you've had surgery. And I'm like, why would I do that? I could, I'd, I'd tell you what I do. I have a whole lit list of what I do. Well, and you you post unfiltered pictures all the time. Well, yeah, because and, I, like I said, I don't, I don't yes. like the filter thing. I mean, I think we've all used them at one point or another to get better lighting or whatever out of a photo. Yes. But ultimately, I kind of just moved back to reality because... I don't like the, I don't want our brains to think that's what we're supposed to look like. No. I just want to look like myself and I want people to recognize me when we go to events. Well, you do. And you look great. Thanks. All right. Well, you should go and I'm going to wrap up this show. I love you. Love you. Happy birthday, Rahandi. Thank you for, <laughs> that's how she exits the stage every time. You're such an idiot. <laughs> uh, solid job. All right, uh, last couple of things I want to talk about. Um, and this is more credit to all of you, the audience. Um, and, and this is, it's serious. I'm actually not joking. Uh, average Americans are snuffing out, quote, expert gaslighters. This is real, okay? This is real and I love it. If the one thing that I am remembered for when I fucking leave this planet is having played a rule in raising the collective discernment in America, I will have had a good life. If it's the one thing they go, you know who really helped Americans see through bullshit and learn how to actually recognize truth? His name was Brendan Dilly, and he was a bit retarded, but he was funny, and he was really good at teaching people how to see the world in an authentic way. If I could just accomplish that, and if that's just what I'm remembered for, I'm gonna be a happy-ass dude. Because there's nothing better than helping people learn how to see on their own. Where you don't have to spoon feed shit. They just go, that's bullshit, dismiss. That's fake, dismiss. 
So all I want to be is that guy that like, dude, he showed me how to see the world. That's it. He showed me how to see the world, and now I, I, I can't be fucking, uh, no one can get over on me. That's, I think that's like a gift. That's like a real gift. You can teach people that. And they go, yeah, man, I just was able to, I didn't know what the truth was, but I knew what I was hearing was fake, so I just turned it off. Yeah, and everyone enjoyed his barbecued funeral. <laughs> That's right. All right, I'm done. That's Monday. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless President Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful Monday, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. I'm not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not gonna get calmer as years go by. We're gonna get more fired up. We're gonna want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. And we're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. There's not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere. <laughs>